Nystrom. Nystrom's really getting some good right hands in. Gillies is down with Sandstrom. Somebody better help Sandstrom. Everyone must be held accountable for their actions. You cannot see your star carried out in a stretcher and do nothing about it. Oh, my. Did Mick plant one on C-card? Wow. You can't put a bounty on a man's head. I just did. The spinning, spinning, who's he going to go after? The puck drop, the puck right the right to King But just a minute, Al Arbor has won mm-hmm. four Stanley Cups, so don't start telling Al Arbor what to do, you and John Davison. This is Coliseum Chronicles The Penalty Box, your source for Islanders Enforcer Talk. Well, reports of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. I am back. For the dozens of you, or, well, the ones of you, I don't know. Maybe it was somewhere between one and, I don't know, a million. Uh, But for those of you who have asked about my hiatus, it was never permanent. I will explain to you what that was all about. It's actually, uh, you know, I don't know if it's interesting, but... It's interesting to me. Maybe you'll find it interesting too. But there is a reason uh, the show will go on. It was never in doubt. It was really just a question of time. We will get into that momentarily. But as always, if you are on social media, I would like to follow the social media accounts for this program. On Twitter, that account is at Kali Sinbin Pod. On Facebook, facebook.com slash Coliseum Chronicles Podcast. And on Instagram, Coliseum underscore Chronicles underscore podcast. So check those out. Give them a follow. Give them a like. If you like this program, you will definitely enjoy the social media accounts that go along with it. I would like to thank Joe Marisic. Joe is the local Long Island artist who was kind enough to draw the logo for this show. Um, I I love it, and uh, I've received many compliments on it. If you're an Islander fan, a Jet fan, a Met fan, a fan of sports radio here in New York, you have definitely seen Joe's work on social media. Uh, With uh, something we're going to touch on momentarily, uh, the unfortunate passing of Clark Gillies. Uh, Joe released a a tune of Clark Gillies. Uh, Wonderful, as all his work is. And, um, you know, uh, I'll I'll hold off on the Gillies thing for now. Uh, Obviously, we're definitely going to talk about that. Uh, But getting back to Joe, if you're interested in hiring Joe for any art projects, you can reach Joe on Twitter at GraphicsJoker or at LoudEgg.com. Please let Joe know that you heard about him on Coliseum Chronicles, the penalty box. Uh, You know, just... um, I don't know if you get any discount or anything like that, but uh, but let him know. Maybe he'll let me know. But if you have an art project, there's no reason to look any further than Joe Marisich. Now, if you like this program, I'm sure there are a couple of other programs I can recommend to you that you'll like. The first of which is the Fourth Line Voice podcast, hosted by my friend Darren from, I, I'm going to keep saying Saskatoon. I don't know exactly where he moved to. But I'm assuming it's maybe a suburb 
of Saskatoon, but he's still a Sasky boy, still there, still battling the winters. And um, Darren is a proud member of the Hockey Podcast Network, two episodes a week. One, uh, one episode is an interview episode, and one episode, these Sunday shit shows are generally a general rant show, maybe uh, events of the week on social media. Darren generally, uh, he mixes it up a little bit on social media, and uh, we're fortunate enough to hear about it on Sundays. It makes for very, very good entertainment. So Darren released a new episode today that I have not heard yet. Uh, it was a Sunday rant episode, and on Sundays he touches on a variety of topics, and um, uh, not the least of which today was, of course, the passing of Clark Gillies. So I haven't listened yet. I'm going to listen to it uh, tomorrow morning on my way to work, and uh, I'm sure, you know, Darren is as good as it gets, so I'm sure it was uh, it was very, uh, very well done, but uh, I am looking forward to it. Uh, before that uh, episode, uh, the one released earlier this week was uh, Steve Parsons' Five Toughest Opponents. So uh, definitely take the time to check out the Fourth Line Voice podcast. Uh, check out his back catalog. You won't be disappointed. He is the OG of the Enforcer podcast genre and a pretty good dude, too. He's, uh, he's not a bad guy. Uh, also... Since you like hockey fights, I'm sure you've, you're on YouTube checking out hockey fights. Check out the Fourth Line Voice YouTube channel. Over 2,600 fights available. And now that he's moved and he's settled in, I think he's uploading fights all the time. Uh, I think he's uploading full full fight discs now on uh, on Twitter. I, I mean, I'm not uh, I'm not really techie. I see the uh, I see the posts and. Um, I'm assuming it's the whole disc, so definitely uh, check them out on Twitter. Check out the Fourth Line Voice uh, YouTube channel. I almost said podcast channel because I'm an idiot. Um, and like I said, check out the podcast. Really good stuff. Can't wait to listen to uh, to the episode that dropped today. Uh, in kind, please check out the Five for Fighting podcast with Alec Olin Salen. Um, <laughs> the dubbed Alec Code and Salen by uh, Yuka a recent guest on the fourth line voice podcast and a good friend of all of ours and uh, an invaluable resource. And I I always want to preface it with saying he's a friend because he is a friend first, but uh, he is, he has provided Darren, Alec and myself a tremendous amount of notes and articles and everything. So while he is a friend, he is also a resource. He's uh, one of my favorite Swedes. So, uh, so he, dubbed Alec, Alec Coden Salen, which I thought was pretty fucking funny. And uh, Alec's latest episode was titled They Need Me to Bleed. And uh, it was an episode, uh, I guess, a, a version of his rant episode. And it's been out for a couple of weeks now. And I listened to it the first day it was released. And um, so much has gone on since then. I honestly can't remember the gist of it. But Alec always delivers. Check out the Five for Fighting podcast. Now, normally, this is where I would tell you to check out the Enforcer Appreciation page on Facebook, which I'm still urging you to do. But Alec has a YouTube channel himself, the Five for Fighting YouTube channel. Now, there's a certain professional league out there. Uh, Generally, it's regarded as double A. And uh, they've been very good this year in terms of their fighting, but uh, they don't like to promote their fighting. So uh, I can't tell you which league it is. But if you go to the Five for Fighting YouTube channel, you can catch up with all the fights, uh, if not all of them, most of them from this year. So uh, 
Uh, Alec is uh, really, he dove, he's dove headfirst into that league this year and um, very entertaining stuff. So uh, go to that channel, subscribe, subscribe to Darren's channel, Fourth Line Voice, uh, all good stuff. You know, we're all, uh, unlike people that normally say we're all in this together because that's a load of bullshit most of the time, uh, Darren, Alec, and I really are all in this together. We're all, uh, we're all doing this. We all love doing it. We all love bringing you the content, and uh, we're all here to help each other out. So, uh, so it's my pleasure to to promote those guys. I know they promote me, and uh, and we really are in this together. So, if we were uh, all together right now, this is probably where we'd hug or hold hands or something like that. But, uh, but check out check out those two uh, those two guys podcasts and YouTube channels and all that good stuff. So that brings us now to the twenty twenty one. Dash 22 New York Islanders and Bridgeport Islanders fight report. Now, of course, it's been a few weeks since I've uh, been with you. Um, that's what she said. But, uh, and, and there are some new entries, but as I'm saying that, I'm looking at the entries, you know, being away for a couple of weeks, uh, you know, 10, 20 years ago, I'm rattling off a pretty big list here. But, you know, in today's hockey, um, you know, I was going to say, it's not as long as it should be. And again, that's what she said. But let's get to it. For the Bridgeport Islanders, uh, on December 19th, Parker Watherspoon, first fight of the year against Zach Dalpy of Charlotte. Uh, then Parker Watherspoon, with his second fight of the year, that took place on January 8th against Luke Henman, also of Charlotte. And not to be outdone, Parker Watherspoon had his third fight of the season on January 21st. Now, with that fight, Parker Watherspoon took over the team lead in fights with three. And that third bout was against Cameron Hughes of Providence. And then uh, it was yesterday, Paul Thompson had his second fight of the season. He took on Alex Olivier Voyer of Providence. So that brings you up to date for uh, for Bridgeport. They've had uh, 12 regular season fights this year, 13 total, including the exhibition games. And, um, you know, I guess, you know what, for, for today's hockey, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take the 13 fights this year. Um, you know, we still have a couple of months to go. So, um, you know, that used to be a, a good month back in the day for Springfield or uh, Capital District or anything like that. But, I'll take it. You know, I know the boys are trying hard. Uh, their rules handcuff them. But uh, but I digress. And we move on to the big club, the New York Islanders fight report. And uh, since I joined you last, there are four entries into this one as well. On December 16th, Matt Martin had his third fight of the season, which at the time tied him for the team lead with Zdeno Chara. He fought Nick Foligno of Boston. On December 19th of this season, Kiefer Bellows with his first fight of the year against Max Pacioretty of Vegas. On January 18th, Zdeno Chara wanted to take over the team lead. Uh, a spirited bout with Zach McEwen. I'll tell you, I love I love Zach McEwen. And um, watching that game, uh, boy, the Flyers are a tough team to watch right now. I don't know exactly what's going on there, but tell you Zach McEwen does not take a shift off that guy is fun to watch and um he hit Mayfield in that game and uh Chara came in to straighten him out and um you know obviously no matter who Chara fights is a big size advantage 
and um, and he got the win over McEwen. But I tell you, for Flyer fans, you guys have to love Zach McEwen, man. That, that guy is a lot of fun to watch. All heart. Really appreciate his game. And then on January 21st, which was two days ago, uh, another spirited bout. Matt Martin tied Zdeno Chara again for the team lead, this time with four. Uh, a nice battle with Liam O'Brien of Arizona. I didn't even know Liam O'Brien was with Arizona. I mean, I don't watch Arizona. I have no idea. I don't watch the the league except for the Islander games. So I had no idea, but I saw that. I think that was O'Brien's ninth fight. So you love to see that. You love to see guys still trying to earn their money and make a statement. And uh, I appreciate both guys in that fight. So the difference between Alec and Darren and myself, when Alec and Darren do their shows, uh, they usually have some sort of alcohol, some sort of booze. Uh, me at my advanced age, I, I just have a cup of coffee here. I'm going to take a sip so uh, I don't get dry here. Hold on one second. Very professional outfit I have here. So, obviously, um, I can't not talk about the passing of the legend Clark Gillies. Uh, this was very sudden. And... Um, you know, I got a phone call uh, from my friend Anthony during the uh, during the game the other night, the Phoenix game, Arizona, I guess they're called now. And he said it was starting to go around social media, but I didn't believe it. And and uh, by the end of the game, it had it had made its way. The Islanders had made a statement, and um, apparently, it was a uh, form of cancer that it was uh, a recent diagnosis and. I guess it was just something that, um, you know, Clark, he couldn't win. You know, cancer wins most of the time. So uh, really, really sad news. And um, I don't want to go too into it right now because I'm tr I reached out to several uh, people over the last couple of days. I really want to do uh, a Clark Gillies tribute episode where uh, I interview a bunch of people just about uh, personal experiences they had with Clark and, um, you know, any, any great memories they may have had with them for, for me to sit here and talk, talk about Clark Gillies. Um, the last time I saw him was a month ago or so he was doing uh, an autograph signing at a card show. And, um, I'm so glad I went to that. He, of course, as always complete gentleman, really, really cool guy. And, um, I'll never have the opportunity to interview him. Obviously that is, uh, that is really uh, a minor detail in all this. I really wish I would have had the opportunity because, um, you know, he's a legend. And if you listen to my uh, all-time top 10, you know that I had Clark at number one. And, um, you know, I, I don't, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm really speechless. You know, Clark was one of the, one of the reasons why I'm an Islanders fan. I've said it before a bunch of times. I posted it on Twitter the night that he passed where, uh, part of the reason why I, I'm an Islanders fan is Clark Gillies. Um, you know, in the late 70s, I remember uh, watching Clark on my small 12-inch black-and-white TV, and uh, he seemed larger than life. Like I said, it, he's an intimidating man, whether it's in person or on TV or wherever in a magazine. But, you know, being seven, eight, nine years old, whatever, and watching this guy on the, you know, you just picture the old black and white box TVs and the small ones and watching him on channel nine. And, uh, he just looked larger than life and he just was so menacing. And 
uh, you know, this one's a tough one. It, it is an absolute, absolute tough one. But uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm not, I'm not really going to, again, I've already spoken uh, more than I wanted to about it. it. It's hard to kind of cut that short. Um, you know, I mean, he's Clark Gillies, man. It's, it's, uh, it's devastating. It's absolutely devastating. I, I've said it a bunch of times. I think for people who don't live on Long Island, they they never really grasp what the Islanders mean to Islander fans. And I, I think if from the outside you say, well, New York has all these teams, they have the Rangers, they have the Islanders, you know, uh, Yankees and Mets and Jets and Giants and the Knicks, uh, St. John's, um, you know, even if you wanted to include, uh, well, the Nets, I guess, are New York now, uh, include the Devils, let's say. But um, the Islanders are Long Island's team. And the Islanders are always, especially back then, especially during the dynasty years, they were so prominent in the community. And um, I, I don't think, I guess the best way I could put it is if if you were, uh, if you live in a city that has junior hockey, let's say, and the junior hockey team is everything to that community. Um, you, you might understand, you get a feel for it that way, but the Islanders are our team. You know, they're, they're a New York team, but they're Long Island's team. And those are our guys. So it's, to me, it's a little bit different than if, if the Islanders played in Manhattan or anywhere else and, and still had the New York moniker, they're Long Island's team. And um, for those of you who are Islander fans on Long Island, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So when when uh, Mr. Tory died or when when Al Arbor died, like you feel it. It's it's for some people part. It's almost like part of your family died. And for me, it's part of my childhood. And and the, you know your childhood memories are everything. And um, you know it's just uh, it, it's hard. It's hard to talk about and. Uh, I'm going to stop now and, and I'll talk more about it during the tribute episode. I have some guys lined up already and uh, I've reached out to several others and uh, I want it to be like a celebration. I don't want it to be, uh, uh, I don't want it to be like a, uh, a mortuary or a morgue. I want it to be a celebration. I want everybody to, all the people I have on, I want them to, to talk about their great memories that they have with Clark because uh, he's a legend. He's a Hall of Famer, and uh, he's the baddest dude that's ever laced up the skates for this organization. So um, it's a loss for all of us, and um, I hope that you rest in peace, Clark Gillies. Um, so, so there is a reason why you have not heard from me for a few weeks. Um, first and foremost, with the holidays, and I know Darren and Alec had alluded to this, uh, yeah, it's the holidays and it's the holidays for everybody. So to try to line up guests for holiday episodes or holiday, the time of year that holidays are in is pretty difficult because everyone's kind of busy. You're busy. I'm busy. So that was a difficult, uh, that was a difficult, uh, time to schedule things. And then even for myself with these solo episodes, I really appreciate everyone's feedback on these solo episodes. I think that you guys enjoy them more than I, th- more than I thought. And, uh, and thank you to everyone who has actually reached out and let me know that they enjoy them. Uh, but 
again, it's just it's just a question of time. And even though I prefer the interviews, when I do these episodes, uh, although I wouldn't exactly call them must listen, I don't want to shit the bed here. And I want to give you guys something that is at least remotely interesting. And holidays are just a very distracting time. And they are especially distracting when you couple them with a move. And uh, we moved. We uh, we moved on January 1st. Um, well, we didn't move too far. If you're familiar with Long Island, we moved from Merrick to Massapequa. Um, just a better situation here. And um, so we had that. We had all that going on with uh, a couple with the holidays. So we were very, very busy here. Uh, I was very busy. And, uh, that, so something has to give when, so you don't, I normally don't have a ton of time. And then when you couple it with packing and unpacking and uh, everything that goes along with the move, um, there, there goes the time, not a lot of time there. So, um, that's why this is the relocation episode because, uh, the biggest part of this episode, obviously aside with, uh, the passing of, of Clark Gillies is I moved. So, uh, the the Coliseum Chronicles, the penalty box offices are now coming to you from Massapequa, Long Island, New York. And the cool thing about this place is I now have a sports room. I now have my man cave. Uh, while I call it a sports room, 98% of it is hockey. I have a place now to display all my game use gear, and I will be posting pictures when I'm done, the room is probably 95% done. I need to get some frames, a few other things. And I don't want to send pictures of things that aren't, uh, it's not complete, but that um, was part of the, uh, of the uh, search when we moved. I really needed a place where I could display my stuff. And this house does the trick in spades. So, uh, so I'm really anxious to, uh, to show you guys show you guys pictures. Uh, I'm looking around right now and I'm just basically giddy that after all these years of collecting, uh, I have, I now finally have a place to display all my stuff. Uh, I have a place to come down watch some sports and, uh, you know, and you've heard me talk about my wife before. The cool thing about our relationship is, um, I don't need, I don't need a place to get away from my wife, my wife. I love my wife and I love watching TV with her and I love watching sports with her. So it's just another place for us to, come down and hang out and, uh, and watch some games and everything like that. So, so I finally have my sports room. I'll send, uh, send, I'll post some pictures when it's all done. It's actually coming along quite nicely. So, um, I can't wait to show you guys. And, and I have to say, um, my friend, Anthony, I don't know if I can publish his last name. Uh, you know, I don't know if he wants it out there. I mean, you know, it's not like he's uh, he's wanted or anything. Although I don't know, maybe he should be. Um, I just want to thank thank my friend Anthony. Um, this move would have been a lot more difficult without his help. And um, I hope that everyone listening has a friend like I have in uh, in my friend Anthony. He's uh, he's a great friend. He's been a great friend for a long time, and uh, I'm lucky to have him in my life. I'm not going to cry right now, but uh, but you know. I don't keep a lot of friends, you know, I think, I think as a guy, you have a ton of acquaintances, you have a few close friends, whatever. And so I'm, I'm really lucky. Anthony is uh he's a tremendous individual. He really helped me out a lot. And, uh, I, I owe him big time. And, uh, I know, uh, I know friends don't owe each other, 
but uh, I, I want Anthony to move. I want I want him to need me for shit because uh, he helped me a lot. So, Anthony, uh, I know you're listening. Knowing you, you're probably listening sometime in March at the gym or something. But uh, but thank you very much. I wanted to publicly thank you for all your help. Uh, I really appreciate it. A um, couple of other things. This, this uh, episode is not going to be very long uh, for a change. Um, I don't make New Year's resolutions. I, uh, I, I, you know, I mean, if you want to change something, just change it. Like, I don't know. That's just me. Uh, I don't, I don't begrudge anyone that makes New Year's resolutions, but, um, to be honest with everything that's gone on the last couple of years, uh, you know, the longest 10 days in anyone's life. Cause I think it was a 10 days to flatten the curve. Uh, and now we're, I think entering year three. So the last few years have been really stressful for all of us. I'm sure you, everybody listening, all you people, it's been stressful for you guys as well. And it's been stressful for me. And um, a lot went into that. And I kind of feel like we moved. That was one of the things that I really wanted to get done. I wanted to relocate and kind of get a fresh start. And I set a goal for my, I set three goals for myself myself in this year 2022 um the first one was to find a new place to live and we did that second one is i guess it's probably the most popular new year's resolution out there for everybody um then that's of course to get in better shape uh i i i'm not blaming anybody i'm not blaming any situation it'd be easy for me to sit here and go you're a fat fuck now because of covid and you're inactive and everything like that and you know uh, listen, I take a look in the mirror every day. I see what I see. I don't like what's looking back at me and I'm not making excuses. Um, I am going to really make an effort this year to take better care of myself. And, uh, I think that, that goes along with the fresh start. So, uh, so I'm going to make an effort to eat better, definitely hit the gym more. And, uh, I'll keep you posted on how that goes. You know, again, that's a, that's a personal thing for me. And, um, you know, but I definitely want to get that done. And the third thing, maybe the most interesting thing of the three, um, since I've been back at the garden, I made a lot of new friends and, uh, have a friend there who uh, happens to know somebody in the movie business. And when she heard about my story and I gave her a copy of my book, she really got behind it and she is uh, really, really pumping the story up to uh to this gentleman who is in hollywood and whether or not it works out with him uh i think i really want to push this uh push trying to get my book and the story made into a movie so um whether or not it works out with this individual if it does that would be great you know there's familiarity he's uh, he's based here in new york so that would that would make things a lot easier but if it doesn't, you know, I really think I'm going to make an effort this year to try to get somebody's attention in Hollywood. And, uh, you know, you never know, you know, um, I don't know any actors. I don't know any movie people, uh, but I'm going to do that. Excuse me. I'm definitely going to make an effort to try to get my book and the whole story noticed. And you never know, you never know. So, uh, hopefully Brad Pitt is available at some point and he could play me in a movie, in the movie of uh, of everything that happened. 
and and we'll see what happens. But I just want to let you know that uh, that's a personal thing of mine that I want to uh, to accomplish these three things in this year. I've already accomplished one, which was the easiest thing of the three to accomplish. Although it's not easy, it was the easiest thing. So <laughs> I'm going to rant about a couple of things now just to to maybe make you laugh. Um, three things here I, I have. Uh, I'll start with the most mild. You know, if you're a Seinfeld fan, you remember the episode where uh, George was seeing Elaine's friend, uh, physical therapist, I think. It was that uh, Wendy Malick. Um, what is what do they call it? The delicate genius. And uh, she cancels on him to go skiing with Elaine. And, uh, well, first they, they make George pay because he canceled. And then she cancels on him. And that's okay. And you know what? The reason why I'm ranting about this now is because my wife had an appointment with a doctor last week. She's all ready to go. You know, that day she's going to go after work. At lunchtime, she gets a message saying, oh, they had to cancel their appointment because the doctor had to go. Well, okay. Obviously, shit happens. You can't control things. But where where is it? Why is it that the doctor can cancel on a patient? And that's okay. But if the patient cancels, now all of a sudden you have to pay like 50 bucks or something like that. That's absolute horseshit. And, you know, I, I honestly, uh, I mean, the good thing is my wife made an appointment. It's not her, not anything serious. It's not, uh, you know, uh, something super health where we're going to stick with it. So she decided to say fuck it. And she went and searched for a new doctor for that. Uh, for this particular, um, I'm going to call it a concern, even though it's not a concern. And we got a new doctor, and, and it's like, I think it's fucking bullshit that you can't cancel without having to pay, and the doctor can just cancel on the same day. At least call and say, listen, the doctor you're seeing had to run, had to, had something they had to do, whatever, that's fine. But if you still want to come in, we'll let you see someone else. Nothing. Nothing like that. Just, hey, uh, doctor had to go, not going to be here, so we have to reschedule. Oh, okay, so send me 50 bucks and we'll be even. I don't know. It's a joke. Second thing, I want to know, <coughs> excuse me, food. Okay, obviously, if you've seen me, you know that uh, I'm a fan of food. I like, I think... That, and I'll, I'll talk about Chinese food here. Am I the only one who, when I, I order from a Chinese food place, I want the name of the place to sound Asian, have like Asian connotation in the name, make some reference to China, China something, uh, Rising Sun, you know, something with a walk, uh, something related to China to the food, to something. Not, I don't want an American name for my Chinese food place. And I certainly, when I go into the Chinese food place, I don't want to see Americans in there. I want it to be Chinese people making my Chinese food. So I'll give you an example. We were in Massapequa now, and uh, I have a few friends that live here. So I said, uh, where do you guys get your Chinese food? And they told me the name of a few places. And two of the names 
are American names. I, I, I am wholeheartedly against this. Am I crazy? I want my Chinese food. I want my Chinese food from a place that may, has a reference to the other side, to Asia, to, to anything. I don't want Giuseppe's Asian cuisine or Giuseppe's Chinese food or uh, Seamus's uh, Asian gourmet. I don't, I don't want that. I want something with a, with a, a Chinese sounding name. I don't, if, if there was, uh, let's see, if there is a Pakistani restaurant, I don't want Liam's Pakistani food. Uh, you know, I don't want, and if it's Italian food, I don't want to go again. I'll say it. Uh, Sinead's Italian cuisine or, you know, Ahmed's Italian. I, I want, I want the food to be, I just, and again, it's just a name and maybe this is nitpicking, but I kind of like the food that I, that I get to just, <laughs> I want Chinese food made by Chinese people in a Chinese sounding restaurant. I want my Italian food to have a name in reference to Italy, uh, a, a, an Italian name on there. I just, I kind of like everything organized like that. And there are some people that I tell this to, and they look at me like I have three heads. And then there are some people that I tell this to, and they agree with me 100%. So I just want to know, where do you stand on this? Now the third thing. And this has been a pet peeve of mine forever, okay? If I need to know the logic, and I don't think there's any logic behind it, but I need to know the logic of, okay, we have tickets to the Islanders against the Buffalo Sabres. What should I wear? Hey, I know. I'll wear my Rangers jersey. What? Why? Why? Why would you wear a Rangers jersey to an Islanders game against Buffalo? An Islanders game against Philadelphia? Like, why? And I will say this. It seems like more times than not, the guy wearing the Rangers jersey to an Islander game against not the Rangers, that guy could be home or at the Garden watching his favorite team. But instead, he's at the Coliseum, or he's at UBS presently, wearing his stupid Rangers jersey at an Islanders game. Now, you're doing it for attention. Okay, that's the sad thing, because you know, and listen, it works both ways. If you're an Islander fan going to a Rangers game at the Garden against Florida and you're wearing your Islanders jersey, it works both ways. You're you're doing that for attention because, you know, by going into enemy territory and again, it, enemy is in quotes because the game and the fans are so different now. But. You're wearing a jersey into enemy territory, and your team's not even there. So why are you doing it? You're doing it to get a rise out of people. You're doing it for attention. And I want to know why. Why? It doesn't make any sense to me. I've never in my life worn an Islanders jersey to a game that the Islanders weren't playing in. It doesn't make sense. Now, the one caveat to that, and I will say this, if you're wearing the jersey of a player on the team currently, but it's a team he was on 
I can I can accept that. So let's say you're <laughs> you're an Islanders game against um, Seattle, and you're wearing a Zach Parise Devils jersey or a Zach Parise Wild jersey. Well, I don't expect people to go out and buy a new jersey for every team their favorite player plays on. So while ideally you'd have a Zach Parise Islanders jersey, Zach Parise at least is on the Islanders. So I will I will say, okay, you're a Zach Parise fan. He plays for the Islanders. I'm okay with that. But why would you go to an Islander game like last night, Islanders-Toronto? I'm leaving the game. I see these two dorks walking out, one with an Artemi Panarin jersey, and he's walking with a Nico Heischer. Is that his name on the Devils? Jersey. Now, here's the funny part. The Islanders played Toronto. Neither of those two guys are on the Islanders, nor are they on Toronto. So they're at this game. Now, here's the kicker. Both the Rangers and the Devils played last night. And I don't know if the Devils were home or not, but the Rangers certainly were. And so instead of being at the arena where their teams are playing or at home watching their favorite teams, they wear those jerseys to an Islanders-Toronto game. And I don't get it. I I just don't get it. it. It's... And Ranger fans have been doing this forever. I mean, since I've been going to games, even long before I've been going to Islander games, Ranger fans, they can't help themselves. Hey, let us we're going to see Islanders in Pittsburgh. I'm going to wear my Pierre LaRouche jersey, or I'm going to wear my fucking whatever, Ray Rutzelainen jersey, or uh, fuck, Brian Leach. And they're not even there. It's It's sad, actually. You're doing it for attention. You want the negative reaction. And I just think it's sad. I, I, I feel bad for these people. It's really, really sad. So again, am I crazy? Does that bother you? And I don't want to hear that, oh, they're at a hockey game. They're just representing their favorite teams at a hockey game. I don't that doesn't make sense to me. It's it's not a, yeah you want to wear your Artemi Panarin and Nico Heischer jersey to the All Star game, well okay, you're representing the sport at a showcase. I mean you know last night it's it's Panarin it's Nico Heischer it's uh, Vasilevsky I think the goalie for Tampa I saw his jersey like it's Saturday night chances are all or yeah Saturday night. Chances are all your teams are playing, whether they're at home or on TV. But you're at another hockey game. I'm just, like I said, um, if I had tickets to the Rangers against somebody, um, I'm not wearing my Islander jersey there. I'm not an idiot. And I don't need the attention. I'm not that lonely. I don't need it. And I'm especially not going to the game if the Islanders are on TV or if the Islanders are at home. So... That's my rants. Those are my rants for the day. Uh, I will have other rants about jerseys because uh, I, the the amount of fishermen jerseys that I see at the Islander games is maddening. The um, But the amount of fishermen jerseys I see with names and numbers of guys who have never worn that jersey, I see Matt Barzal fisherman jerseys. Why? That's a rant for another time, but I see that's something. And then these Chinese knockoff jerseys, 
another another pet peeve of mine. So um, those are my rants for today. I hope you enjoyed them. Um, so as far as upcoming guests for the show, because this show will not <laughs> will not survive on my thoughts alone. This is an interview driven show. Interviews are going to start again. So as I said earlier, uh, I want to do a Clark Gillies tribute episode. Um, I'm really hoping to get all the interviews done this week. I, I'm giving myself five, five days or so, uh, to get as many as, as I can. And that will hopefully be released, um, next Monday, uh, which would be fuck. I don't know. 31st, maybe. Um, I want to do that. So that would be the next episode. Uh, and like I said, nobody really needs to hear from me. I want to get it from, from people who knew Clark, who may have played with or against him or played for the team. And Clark had an influence, whomever people that work for the Islanders, uh, that knew Clark, those are the stories that I want to hear. And I think those are the stories that you want to hear. So that'll be the next episode. Um, after that, uh, I have, uh, reached out to one of the premier, power forwards that's i think another topic that darren touched on today i can't wait to listen um in the east coast hockey league so uh so i'm looking forward to that interview too i'm gonna i'm gonna continue my research that interview actually i i would have recorded this week but i think with the uh with the gillies tribute uh episode that's gonna take up a lot of time so uh so i do have uh i do have that the gillies thing hopefully will be an amazing episode uh i'm really looking forward to the uh, the interview that I have with this ECHL player uh, and and honestly the way he's playing I don't really know how much longer he's going to be an ECHL player uh, he's certainly I mean he's certainly earning a trip to the American League I mean it's it's getting ridiculous now um, and for those of you who have asked and have been asking um, yes this <laughs> this Trevor Gillies uh, saga which started months ago. And really, when I think about it, I'll say it again, we're probably only, fuck, 60% done. That is going to get completed at some point. Uh, I spoke to the Gill train, and we are going to get that done. So uh, so as far as everything else, everything else is uh, has not been worked on yet. But those are, uh, those are a couple of things that I got coming up for you. And um, I hope that, uh, first of all, thank you for sticking with me. And, uh, you know, I felt like I, I needed to give Biz and Joe Rogan a chance to catch up to me in the in the downloads and the listens and everything in the rankings. So I felt like maybe taking a month off would be good for those guys ego so they can uh, they can catch up to me. So um, but seriously, um, thank you, everybody, for uh, for the messages, the support. Um, I love all you guys. And uh, I told you the show's not going anywhere. I just had to had to take care of some business here, which I did. So, uh, so now we're going to get back on the horse here. We're going to get her going. So, um, if you liked what you've uh, heard today, and uh, you know, I, I'd like to put the disclaimer in: this is not what the episodes normally are. But if you did like it, uh, please consider subscribing to the show, uh, giving it a like, and uh, if you could rate and review the show, it it gives the show greater visibility. And why not share this? whatever it is with uh the rest of the world but uh i really uh, i really appreciate you guys sticking with me and now uh, we're going to get back onto a uh sort of regular schedule here because i enjoy doing it and i know there are uh dozens of you that enjoy listening you guys are the best so uh, so with that 
I will, uh, I will hopefully in about uh, a week or so have a really, really great episode with, uh, with some guys talking about the legend Clark Gillies. And until then, everybody out there, you people, please stay safe. Thank you.